The midterm election is finally upon us. But what do you think? Does it matter? I mean, does it really matter? Do you think it will make any difference at all in the outcome of things, the way things are? Some say yes, and some say no. Some call it the most important election in American history, and others say it's just another election. Well, thanks for tuning in today with Unity Without Compromise. This is your host, Dr. Steve LaTulip. Today, I'm glad you're here with me to reason together about what to expect from this important election. And I do call it important because it is the current election. Much has been said about it already. Much speculation about who's going to win the Senate and will we take back the House as Republicans. And there's a lot of speculation about what difference it's going to make in the long run. That's what most people really want to know, isn't it? What's life going to be like as we go forward? And what matters most? And that's what I really want to get at today. I have an answer for you, and I want you to test me. I want you to see if I am thinking in my right mind. And then if I am right, I hope you'll act on it. Most conservatives right now believe that Republicans will win back the House and quite possibly the Senate. If we do, yay, that's wonderful. That's good. But let's ask ourselves, will it really change anything? Will it reverse the chaos, the oppression, the crime and lawlessness that now have prevailed and spread across our country like a blanket of gloom? I mean, our entire country is suffering. There's no place you can go where you might be completely devoid of crime and chaos and oppression. The economy is tanked. And let's face it, many people claim that we now do have a uniparty in office. And that means it doesn't really matter whether you're a Democrat or a Republican because they're all corrupt. They're all in bed with the globalists. There is certainly some support for that, isn't there? I mean, both parties have supported the entire COVID pandemic response and all the nonsense that goes with it and all the evil and tyranny that goes with it. Both sides are capitalizing on the ever-increasing welfare state that America is becoming. Even conservative state governors and legislators are teaming up and saying, how can we profit from this? Now, that's pretty disgusting, but it really is happening. And both Democrats and Republicans have voted to support this staged Ukraine war that is nothing but a slush fund for the globalist movement. Where is all that money going, right? And now that money is up to the tune of $66 billion, while America literally is being destroyed economically. And it's all intentional. Good people, it is all intentional. This is not craziness. This is not carelessness. This is concerted actions against our government, against you and I. And so what's the difference, whether they're Democrats or Republicans, right? Well, maybe that's an exaggeration, okay? Because if the House or the Senate were all Democrats, we would have things very different than if 
the House and Senate were all made up of Republicans. I mean, wouldn't things be different either way? Well, they might be, right? But what we really need is what matters most. How do we restore America's greatness? That's what I want. That's what most Americans want. Well, first off, we have to identify the problems, right? To fix anything, you got to know what the problem is. You got to troubleshoot it. But that seems like an overwhelming task right now. At least to me, it does. I mean, there's so many things wrong with America right now that it's hard to know where to begin. It's overwhelming. There are just too many problems. So the only way that I can figure out to approach this is to categorize the problems. And since we as human beings love to categorize, I mean, look at how we've categorized the animal and plant kingdom into the phylogenetic uh, scheme that we have, right? It's a lot of fun to do that. But to categorize problems is to simplify maybe so that we can kind of get a handle on this. And I really like simplicity an awful lot. I like to take complex things and, uh, and just beat it down and find out what is the simple matter? What is the crux of the matter? And I suppose that we could categorize the problems in America like economical, political, uh, socioeconomic, psychological, and we could go on and on. And there's actually quite a few categories. But I think that if I was to take all the categories of America's problems and just put it into one big heap, put it under one heading where every single problem would fit, well, what would I do? Well, if we could put all the categories of America's problems under one single heading, I would have to say that I would put that under the word crime. Because crime is no longer seriously punished in this country, and so it's out of control. Crime is not punished, except maybe unless you're a conservative, right? If you're a conservative, you're going to pay a price no matter what you do. Even if you do the right thing, you can expect punishment in America. But let's look at some examples that are actually being exposed now. And let's look and see how they fit under the, um, the all-encompassing heading crime. Well, we have to start with voter fraud because, you know, this problem is still not fixed. And here we are going into an election in just a few days, the final days of the election, and voter fraud is still a huge problem. It's a significant category since we are talking about an election. And if your vote does not count, you are simply not living in a free country. So that's pretty important. Now, when we talk about voter fraud, we look primarily at mail-in ballots because that means we are ripe for more election malfeasance, and it's already happening. Destruction of ballots, tampering with the mail-in ballots, all kinds of things can go wrong with a mail-in ballot system. And then there's ballot harvesting. Reports of, of many Democrats are coming in still collecting ballots from select groups, like the homeless people, nursing home residents who have half a brain who are demented and who are just not real competent, not in touch with things the way things are. So they kind of persuade these people to vote and then they'll take their votes in. And let's face it, they're even harvesting ballots from dead people. They're all influenced by these harvesters who then return the ballots for them. And of course, this can really change the outcome of an election. 
And this could be done by both sides. Let's be honest. It could be done by both Democrats and Republicans. But um, what's likely to happen? Well, who are the desperate ones? Well, the desperate ones are the Democrats right now, right? At least they're claiming to be. Both sides are claiming that they are. And then there's the illegitimate votes from non-citizen voting, um, duplicate voting, bribing voters with cash, drugs, alcohol, uh, getting convicted felons to vote. There's a whole bunch of ways to vote illegally, and that's a huge problem. And please don't forget the sudden shift in votes on the night of the 2020 election, right? Massive voter fraud with Dominion voting machines switching votes from President Trump to Biden. And this was a huge problem where in the swing states where it counted most, that's where they focused. And there is so much evidence to attest to this that nobody in their right mind can deny it. Poll watchers in Arizona recently have been labeled vigilantes. And if they establish surveillance of ballot drop box sites, um, this has now been declared illegal. But is it illegal? Is it intimidation or harassment? Well, I don't know. Uh, It depends, I guess, uh, on how you present yourself as you are watching the ballot boxes. But I think watching the ballot boxes is a great idea. I think getting rid of of mail-in ballots altogether is a good idea. And ballot harvesting should be regulated, should be controlled. And when found, it should be tromped on because it is designed to influence the outcome of an election by tainted means. And that is wrong. It's always wrong. And did you hear it? Biden's Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency, CISA, CISA, the director, which is part of uh, DHS, by the way, the director has just warned midterm election voters, you know, there are possibly going to be some errors, okay? There are going to be some glitches. It happens in every election. Now, doesn't that make you feel all warm and fuzzy about voter fraud? And she goes on, somebody will forget their key to the polling place. A water pipe will burst. Remember that? Well, beware. She is telling you that voter fraud is coming again. It is going to happen. And we have to decide if we are going to do anything about it. You see, voter fraud is a crime. And it is largely unpunished. There's been a few who have been sentenced because of it. But by and large, it is completely unpunished. And that's why it goes on. Because the people that are being punished are the ones who have been set up, um, most likely. And the, the fight for a secure election goes on. And here we are. So we'll see what the outcome is very soon. Um, Let's take a look at Elon Musk. A lot's going on with him. He is now the owner and the CEO of Twitter. Wow. It reveals what we all knew. He revealed recently what we all knew, that corruption and illegal censorship uh, was a big problem. And of course, it's a problem with Facebook and YouTube and Google and Wikipedia and Microsoft and Verizon, you know, all those who were actually meeting with uh, CISA and the FBI on a regular basis so that they could selectively censor those of us who might 
have a different viewpoint than our corrupt government. Well, how about that? And what did the, all these people do? They combined their actions and controlled and inhibited the spread of truth. But Elon Musk uh, seems to be fighting back. Uh, he fired Twitter executive Parag Agrawal, uh, who was in bed with uh, the Department of Homeland Security to silence the truth. Of course, that's what they call disinformation or misinformation. Elon Musk also fired Vijaya Getty, which is what who was Twitter's head uh, attorney? He's now fired. He was de- and Gaddy was the one who deplatformed President Donald Trump. Remember that? And he also was responsible for the cover up of Hunter Biden's laptop story. What that means is he was tampering with elections. He was colluding with the Department of Homeland Security. This is a big agency of our government supposedly to defend our homeland, right? They are operatives working against the American people. Well, there's a lot of evidence of this kind of crime going on. And remember that censorship is a huge, huge crime. It is a violation of the First Amendment. And both Twitter and DHS were involved in this, and so far, it is completely unpunished. But it is a crime. It fits under the heading crime. I love the first game of the World Series ad that exposes puppet Biden. And remember, he is only a puppet, but he was exposed for his incompetence, rather his acts of treason at the border with inflation, depleting our energy resources skyrocketing violence all across the country, low wages, and funding that war in Ukraine that is destroying us financially. The government he and Hunter colluded with money laundering. Okay, that's what Ukraine's all about. The people who produced this advertisement, I had to look them up. They are the Citizens for Sanity. They bought the ad, and let me tell you, they are to be commended for exposing crimes of treason. This is treason, what uh, the Biden regime is doing to us, and it is completely unpunished so far. They still think they can get away with it all. They still plan to destroy America. And they know that they haven't much time to do it. As of November 8th, they have two more years. And you can bet that they will do everything in their power to take us down. And of course, they have a lot of support. I mean, look at Barack Obama right now. Recently, on the campaign trail to try and salvage his communist party. And he's failing miserably. But still, what president has ever done this before? Well. No legitimate president, I'll say that, because Barack Obama was definitely an imposter, and he still roams free. But what message, think about it, what message of good news, what message of salvation could Barack Obama possibly bring to any city to the American people? Nothing but lies, because that's all we are fed day in and day out. Okay, lying is not only Biden's specialty, but it is also Obama's. The only difference is Obama is a smooth talker, but he's a liar. He is a fraud. 
He is an absolute imposter, and we must recognize him as such. He lied about his citizenship, despite him actually stating publicly that he was not a natural born U.S. citizen. There is a website that actually posts a video of him. It, it's questionable whether or not this is a factual video, if it's valid, but um, take a look at it. If you want to go to uh, see this, just go to uh, the HTTPS uh, colon slash slash getter dot com slash post slash P1 little s little y five little y little s five 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 two. Look at that for yourself. What is certain is that Obama is the only president who has not presented a copy of his birth certificate. Hmm, I wonder why he is not a natural-born U.S. citizen. Too much evidence supports it. What else did Obama do? He lied about health care reform law. Remember the Affordable Care Act? when he said you can still choose your own doctor, you're not gonna lose your doctor and the care will be affordable by definition, right? The Affordable Care Act. Well, what did he do? He lied about that. And Obama likely directed the entire Russiagate campaign, the debacle that accused President Trump of being in collusion with the Russians. And Obama, also was involved in acts of spying espionage on Donald Trump during his campaign and throughout his presidency. And this has gone unpunished. Oh, yeah. And um, Obama is probably serving his third term in office. And that is also illegal. I highly do suspect that Obama is the puppeteer pulling Biden's strings. What evidence do you think the FBI would find if they went into Obama's mansion in Martha's Vineyard like they did with Donald Trump at Mar-a-Lago? Do you think that the FBI will ever raid Obama's home for suspicion of espionage and treason? Of course not. The FBI is a government agency. They are corrupt to the core. They need to be taken down. But spying on Americans is what? It's a crime. Everything Obama did was a crime because he was an imposter. He was not a legitimate president in the same way that Joe Biden is not a legitimate president of the United States of America. They are frauds. Let's just call a spade a spade. Well, <clears throat> we are actually... We are beyond the pandemic, aren't we? It, the, the pandemic has been declared over. Despite the nonsense going on, despite that the fallout from it is far from over, people are dying every single day from these toxic shots, and they will continue to die, young and old, male and female, um, Democrats and Republicans, everybody who took the shot is in a world of hurt right now. They're still in denial about it, but those sudden deaths are finally going to mount up to the point that people are just going to say, look, we have to call this what it is. This is a genocide and people are dying. And if you've taken several shots, you are at an increased risk of dying uh, from sudden death. And that's just a fact. And can we change that? No, we cannot. There is no evidence that we can undo the damage from those shots. So please, if you have any sense 
of 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 knowing science, any sense of of even justice to yourself, don't take another shot. Don't recommend it. Talk to your family. It's a fight worthy of fighting if you want them to live. If you don't, just be silent. But spying on Americans is a crime. And when it comes to the pandemic response, um, that is a crime because genocide is a crime. But the word's been going around about pandemic amnesty. Have you heard it? They want to forgive all those who shut us down, who masked us, who told us to social distance and stay away from one another, close our churches, keep the liquor stores open, keep the big big chain uh, companies open like Walmart and Costco and all, but shut down everybody else so that their lives are ruined, their businesses are closed for good. Yeah, these people who did all this kind of stuff to us and coerced millions into taking a dangerous shot that does not a single bit of good whatsoever. People like Fauci, Bill Gates, Tedros, Walensky, all those who pushed the evil agenda. And that includes, by the way, all the white coat murdering renegade physicians in medicine who complied and are still complying. Now, remember, we're in the cold and flu season. If you end up in the hospital, I guarantee you they're going to want to test you for COVID. And of course, That test is completely insensitive, inaccurate, riddled with problems. It was never designed to do such a thing. You might have a number of different viruses that have been going around, and you can still test positive for COVID. And if you're in the hospital and do test positive, God help you, because you will be in a fight for your life to get out of that hospital alive. Now, realize you can walk out. You don't have to stay. They cannot force you to stay in that hospital. But if you comply with them, you are basically putting your life in their hands. And that's a very scary thing to do because they do not care about your life. They care about making money off of your illness and your unfortunate circumstance of being in a hospital. Beware, you have been warned. But pandemic amnesty is going around right now. Why do you think that is? Because these people are now getting pretty nervous. You see, there's a new election, and word is that it's going to be a red tidal wave. Ooh, we'll get into that in a little bit. The American Federation of Teachers president, Randy Weingarten, just announced her support for amnesty for the COVID-19 pandemic decisions That caused tremendous harm to everyone, and in her case, she harmed our children by closing the schools, keeping them closed. She contributed to masking our kids in schools, socially distancing them while they are in school, even though kids don't spread the disease, don't die from it. But she hurt our kids in a very, very bad way, through education loss, by heightening their fear, causing them to be depressed and anxious. And how many suicides among youth have we seen since this all began? And think of the stress that this placed on parents who are trying to take care of their children. And now these monsters want amnesty? 
Are we going to give it to them? Are we going to go along with this? Oh, well, yeah, water under the bridge, let it go. Well, we need to really think about that. And will the midterm election bring amnesty or judgment? Will amnesty prevail? You know, the Bible does say mercy triumphs over judgment, right? That's James 2.13. But it also says there is sin leading to death. And that's in 1 John 5.12, toward the end of the Bible, right before the book of Revelation. Yeah, if you read that stuff, you have to make a decision. And that's why I say Bible interpretation is so important, because context is king, and you cannot take any verse of Scripture out of context. But we want to get at the truth of the matter. And today, we want to understand exactly where we're going and what this midterm election might mean for us. And then we need to decide what matters most to bring America back. And if we can do that, we're going to be in pretty good shape. But this election, I believe, is going to have some consequences. And in other ways, it's not going to make a hoot of difference. And I'd like to sort that out in no uncertain terms, because we have to decide what we are going to be and do as a nation and that's what our vote is doing right now as we go to the voting centers to state our wishes for our country. And I hope we are doing that very, very wisely. I'm going to take a short break and then we'll be back to discuss the significance of this election. Cold and flu season is here. Wouldn't it be great if you had a way to minimize airborne viral threats? Well, now there is, and it's a pulvinone iodine-based antiviral nasal spray called Cofix RX. You might even say it's just what the doctor ordered. To reduce your chance of getting hurt, you wear a safety belt when you're driving. To limit sun damage, you wear sunscreen on the beach. Cofix RX is just like that. It's an additional layer of protection. It's sold by thousands of pharmacists and medical doctors nationwide. It's made right here in the USA. Again, it's a pulvinone iodine-based antiviral nasal spray. You've heard them talk about it here on the Outloud Network over and over again. Check out CofixRx.com. That's C-O-F-I-X-R-X.com for a retailer near you or use coupon code OUTLOUD for 20% off at CofixRx.com. We know you love the versatility and portability of the Genesis Fogger but sometimes you just want to set it and forget it. Well, we heard you. Introducing the UX4 HOCL Atomizer. This stationary unit quietly protects you and is perfect for smaller spaces. With over a quarter million units sold in Japan, it's now available in the United States. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud to see the UX4 in action and receive a 15% discount on either Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you're ready for anything. Hello, I'm Ben Marble, MD, and I founded MyFreeDoctor.com as a donation-supported, faith-based nonprofit with a mission to save lives by delivering free doctor visits to patients in all 50 states of America. MyFreeDoctor.com treats a broad range of health concerns like COVID-19, long COVID, sinus infections, urinary tract infections, rashes, medication refills, and more. So please visit MyFreeDoctor.com where we're healing America one person at a time. 
oral hygiene hasn't changed in 50 years, but our diet and the way we eat has, creating an environment in your mouth for bacteria to wreak havoc on your teeth and gums. For better oral health, get Spry Dental Defense, an oral care line designed to combat acid-creating bacteria. The toothpaste, mouthwash, mints, and gum all contain xylitol, a natural ingredient shown to dramatically improve oral health. Spry can be found online and at all fine natural retailers. Welcome back to USD Without Compromise. I'm Dr. Steve Latula. Remember that my podcasts are uh, recorded. They broadcast on the weekends at 12 and 5 Eastern Time, Saturday and Sunday. And then they do go to uh, podcasts so that they can be accessed later. You can find these at americaoutloud.com. And at the same site, you can see my columns that I submit at least once a week, oftentimes twice a week, um, to discuss the pertinent issues of our time. On the America Out Loud talk radio team, we have some great patriots who are willing to speak the truth, and I would encourage you to listen to all of them. And as always, evaluate for yourself, determine what is the truth, because anybody can deceive you, including me. None of us are perfect. None of us speak with, um, with perfection, with inspiration from God. We are flawed people, but we speak from the heart. And we reach for the heart. And that's very important because therein will you find truth and a whole lot less deception. So I'd encourage you to do that. Today, I've been discussing what I call the midterm blues and reds, because right now, America is in a heap of trouble. I mean, let's face it. America is on a crash course. We are not getting stronger. We are getting weaker by the day. And this is all by design of the current regime that is in power illegally. We are in a world of hurt and we must do something about it. But let me tell you something. The hurting is just now starting to be felt for some. I mean, if you're very wealthy and uh, everything's going your way, you're secure, you don't have to worry about a job because you're retired, things might not seem so bad to you. And you are likely to be very complacent. And you have to fight that. Because you have children, you have other family, you have uh, grandchildren, some of you have great grandchildren. And as long as you breathe, you have a duty as an American to defend your country, to defend this constitution. Every one of us has that. And that hurting that we're just now starting to feel, I guarantee you, is going to get a whole lot worse if we don't do something. It's not enough to speak up. It's not enough to even educate. You can speak the truth all day long, but evil people will shun you. They don't want to hear the truth. I mean, isn't that what they're doing already? They are already censoring us. They've been doing that for quite some time now. Things could change, but it is going to take patriots to change it. And let's face it, this election is a mixed bag. Because no matter how good it turns out, America right now is just too broken to fix everything by just one election. We have to be realistic. It's not going to happen. 
But the real question is, is America salvageable? Can we save America right now based on where we are at this point in time and based on our projected course that we are taking? Well, of course it is. It really is. But what's it going to take to bring America back to being a free republic? We are not presently a free republic. We really are not. But that's the question that has to be answered if America is to survive. What exactly is the most important thing that we must do? What matters most to save America? And that's what we have to get at. In the first half of the program, uh, I've discussed and summed up all of the great problems that we are now facing with crime in America, with um, the economy being tanked, with um, oppression after oppression. I mean, we're giving all our money away. And I say we, it's not we, it is the Biden regime. It is uh, what we're seeing happening with the $66 billion sent to Ukraine. I think about Obama sending all that cash to Iran, right? Oh, we owed them. Or it's like, how can you say we owe an enemy anything? An, an enemy of America is an enemy. We owe them nothing but to protect our land from their evil. That's what we owe them. We owe the American people. But Obama never did a single thing that was done for the good of the American people. And I have stated that I believe fully he is the puppeteer, the one pulling the strings, the only man to ever have served a third term in office as president, clandestinely, like he said he would love to do. Well, he's had his opportunity, and until proven otherwise, he would have my vote for being the chief puppeteer. I cannot deny that. The evidence is strong. I've been trying to put all these problems into perspective. And to simplify things, I have suggested that we could perhaps put it all under one heading. Every single problem that America faces can fall under the heading of crime because Biden is a criminal. Obama is a criminal. Every single government agency in America right now is criminal, and we see it by their actions. Take your pick, the FBI, the CIA, DHS, the CDC, NIH, name any office you want. And what do you see? You see criminal activity all over the place, and the crimes are against you and against me. And let's recognize that the crime of the century, the crime of the millennium, and of all human history, the biggest crime that has ever transpired since the creation of man has been committed and is still being carried out, and that is the COVID genocide. It is a plan to destroy us, our children, our freedom our prosperity, all for the sake of a selfish, godless, lawless, treasonous government. 
this is what we are up against. But here we are at the midterm elections, and some are getting scared, fearing that yet justice may befall them. Isn't that a wonderful idea? Remember, if your government is doing evil, they should fear the people. That's why the founders of our great nation gave us the Second Amendment. Don't you dare surrender your weapons. Don't surrender your guns. Have plenty of ammo at hand. Keep the government afraid of the people, because if you don't, you will become a slave. It's just a matter of time. You will be oppressed. But they are beginning to fear us because it looks like we might have a red wave. We might have a lot of victories in this election to where we have more conservatives in the House, hopefully in the Senate as well. They are getting fearful. Randy Weingartner, the American Federation of Teachers president, is among them. She favors COVID amnesty. After being responsible for destroying and handicapping millions of our children. How about that? Should all these people be forgiven their crimes? What about all those who are still committing crimes, like doctors in hospitals, who still will gladly treat you and your loved ones with a deadly COVID protocol? Because that's what's been happening. That is what has happened. Shall we hold these people accountable or give them amnesty? You know, would every surviving family member of a hospital victim should do is this. Get all the hospital records of your loved one who didn't make it out of the hospital, who died. Get all the hospital records. And remember, you do have a legal right to a copy of these. But the hospitals may give you some grief about getting it. But look up the names of the doctors who so-called treated, quote, your loved ones, and file a complaint against them with their state medical board. Be as detailed as you can in your complaint. And don't just say, oh, they killed my husband. Explain every last detail of why you believe that is so. The state medical boards, remember, are also very corrupt, but they are required legally to investigate every claim filed against every licensed doctor. The accused doctor, in turn, must answer the complaint in detail, and this is a very painstaking process for a doctor. So do it. And if any way possible, Find a good, honest, patriotic lawyer who will take your case to court and sue these people for all you can, because therein is justice. You have every right to do this, and you are fully justified by God and under the Constitution. And if you do nothing, then these people, these victims of a tyrannical government are going to have died in vain. And you don't want that to be the case. You don't want that to happen. At least make their deaths count for something because they were victimized. The hospitals will try to make some excuse to not give you those hospital records, but don't buy it for a second. You have legal recourse if they refuse. 
get the records. Read them carefully and get help interpreting them if you need it. You will see the writing in black and white, what they did and what they did not do. And those people who have actually done this have a very strong case for the murder of their loved ones. Listen to my last show if you haven't already heard it. It was a it was presented by a woman who whose husband died in the hospital here in Arizona. She is fully convinced he is he was murdered. And guess what? So am I. It happened. We need to start holding these tyrants accountable. Why? Because they are criminals, they are lawbreakers, and lawlessness will grow worse and worse without accountability. We have to have accountability. Things are not getting better in the medical community. Medicine has been hijacked, and doctors everywhere across the country to this day are still being persecuted severely. They are losing their jobs. They are losing their specialty board certifications because they dare to speak the truth. They are being threatened every day with the loss of their license, either by suspension or by revoking it completely. And if all these doctors are taken down who are remaining faithful to their oath, then what you have is a full-blown Nazi system of medicine. When the government takes hold and clutches medicine, you don't have medical care. You have medical tyranny. You have abuses beyond imagination, and that is already happening in America. Now, you've heard about all the destructive things that are happening because of the shots, and many of you listening to this program are already convinced of the truth that these shots are not a good idea. They are killing people, maiming people, causing all kinds of problems with clots, strokes, heart attacks, myocarditis. There was an article in Family Practice News, a pretty good journal at one time. And one of the articles in there was titled Heart Attacks, Clue to What May Be Causing Them in Women Under 50. Now, do you think There was any mention of messenger RNA shots causing cardiomyopathy in that article? No. This is called bias. It's called serving the neo-Nazi regime. It is refusing to look at all the evidence without bias. Just honestly look at the data and ask the questions that we would normally ask in science And it's very easy to draw conclusions because of the evidence that we now have. But can we change it? Sure we can. What if a few lawsuits prevail? What if we sue a few of these doctors and get their attention saying, okay, do you still want to choose to be ignorant? Well, let's help change your mind. So filing a complaint against them is going to get their attention. It's going to get the public's attention because it will become publicly known. It's very important for us to remember that crime unpunished is absolutely a recipe 
for lawlessness. Everything I've talked about today, and I've only skimmed the surface, everything I have talked about fits under the subject of crime. And that's what we are seeing in America right now. We're seeing lawlessness abounding everywhere. In, from top to bottom of our government, in every aspect of our society. The only ones who are being honest are those who are being likely most victimized. So please understand, if you don't oppose lawlessness, you are actually partaking in it. You're partaking of it. You become a witness against yourself. Is that what you want? I mean, I, I always wonder, how in the world do these people live with themselves? How do they sleep at night doing the evil that they do? But that just shows you how evil evil really is, right? But you have a duty as an American and as a Christian to uphold justice and speak the truth. Lawlessness is the opposite of righteousness. And it must be opposed. Don't think you can hide from it. Don't think you can shelter yourself from it. Because eventually, you are going to be bitten by that serpent lawlessness. It's only a matter of time. And you and I just have to decide if we want to allow it to happen or not. There's no neutral ground here. And that's exactly why pandemic amnesty should never be allowed. We need to expose the evil. We need to take actions against it. We need to hold people accountable. Now, understand that is the total entire purpose and intent of government, according to God. Punish the wicked, protect the innocent. That is the entire duty of a government designed by God. But when the government goes rogue, as has now happened in America, well, then we find ourselves in some serious trouble. See, if we allow pandemic amnesty, then what we do is we allow for yet another Holocaust. And this second, second Holocaust right now that is occurring right before our eyes is horrible. It's going to lead to millions of deaths across the world. There are speculations that eventually anybody who take a shot uh, might be at risk for dying um, a younger, uh, you know, living a shorter life and dying from complications that may never even be attributed to the shot. They'll call it something else. And that is what is so utterly deceptive about this whole thing. That's exactly how they planned it to unfold. And that is why so many people are deceived and saying, oh, it can't possibly be the shot. But many more millions are going to be dead from the second Holocaust because of this crime. And crime is, in a word, sin. And sin always leads to death, both here and in the hereafter. And we ought not to take it lightly. So let's just bring it back around. Will the midterms change anything? Anything at all? What do you think? I just read an op-ed that was written by Ron Paul on October 31st on Halloween. 
And let me quote him. He said, even if every close Senate race broke in Republicans' favor and the new Republican majority was determined to pass a pro-liberty agenda, there still would not be the votes to override President Biden's vetoes or Chuck Schumer's filibusters. Hmm, what does that mean? Well, first of all, he's right. It means that no proposed legislation by the House would become law even if it passed the Senate. That means we're screwed as far as changing laws. But there are some obvious pros to a red tidal wave, and we need to take what we can get. Hopefully, further government expansion might be limited if we take the House and Senate. And consider other things. Perhaps the fraud, Anthony Fauci, and the entire January 6th committee, which is nothing but a bogus circus show, might be investigated. Let's investigate them honestly. And if we do, let's convict them. And then let's punish them. That's what needs to happen. That's how we prevent further government expansion. It might just get us heading in the right direction. And we need some encouragement right now. We need to know that somebody in our government cares to do the right thing. That's what the Constitution is all about. It's about choosing to do the right thing for the people. But Let's ask this also. Does it mean that we have to wait another two years for any real change in America? Well, no, it doesn't. I live in Arizona now. And if Kerry Lake becomes governor of Arizona, you know, this might just secure our border in Arizona. Kerry Lake has stated day one, we are going to close the border. We will stop people from coming across our border here in the state. And I know the question comes up, but what about Texas, New Mexico, and California? Well, that's their state's problem. And maybe they will deal with it. But Kerry Lake has promised also no mandates, no forced jabs, no more grooming of our children. And she has promised to attack the worsening homeless problem in Arizona. Now, that is not an easy thing to do. And she acknowledged that. And will she succeed? I don't know but at least she has the right attitude and she is determined to be a doer of what she has said she will do. If we do get all elected positions filled with conservatives, right? Or at least the majority, it is going to help protect our children as well as our local government. And that could contribute to the wholeness of our country, of our nation. But let me tell you something, until this illegitimate president is removed from office, and by that I mean a complete change of regime, don't expect too much change. The enemy is very, very powerful, and they know what they're doing. They know how to destroy us, and they are proving it beyond any doubt whatsoever. We have to not be foolish we have to open our eyes and see what is happening and why it's happening and call it what it is. 
kind of interesting. Everyone seems to think they have the answer to fixing America's problems. Steve Gruber says America's chief problem is economic. He talks about inflation, misuse of our assets. assets. He, he says, look, we're just not doing business very well. Ron Paul says America's main problem is political. He said, quote, converting a critical mass of people to libertarianism is crucial, end quote. Is it, Ron? Come on. Is it really? Is it political? I mean, if, if everybody becomes a libertarian, is that going to fix the problems? Many people say that all we need is a Republican victory. Hey, the Republicans stand for smaller government, lower taxes, better economy. But is this the answer? Everyone seems to hate Democrats right now. But let me tell you something. Let's remember that a former Democrat, John F. Kennedy, really nailed it when he said, ask not what your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country. Now, who could have said it better than that? What did JFK mean? Well, he appealed to the heart. JFK actually stated in those words a biblical principle. Jesus said, whoever desires to become great among you shall be your servant. And whoever of you desires to be first shall be slave of all. Now, some of you are saying, well, wasn't Jesus speaking about rewards in heaven? Well, yes, that was the discussion. But Jesus said, if you really want to be your best person, serve your fellow man. Love them. But that is the one essential thing that matters most to save this country. And Jesus said in Mark 10, 45, the next verse after what I just read, he says, for every, for even the son of man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life a ransom for many. Mark 10, 45. A change of heart is what matters most. What America really needs is another great awakening, a spiritual awakening. It's not a coincidence that when I go to these Kerry Lake events, at the start of every event I have attended, and it's been several, the event began with prayer and with saying the Pledge of Allegiance. Scripture was often quoted, scripture from the Bible. So, Steve Gruber, I am sorry, but economics is not the chief problem. And Ron Paul, independence may have some really good strengths, but the right politics is not the answer to America's woes. It's just your soapbox, Ron. And even all the problems summed up as crime or lawlessness is still not America's greatest problem. America's chief problem is spiritual. It is a defect of the heart. Now, sure, accountability is essential to civil society, and we should hold these criminals, these lawbreakers, accountable. But we must first ourselves be accountable to God, and if we forget that, then we will fail. That is what changes the heart, accountability to God. And that is what brings lasting change. Law and order 
is a product of following God. I can't say it any more plainly than that. Peace, which is law and order, just like liberty, is a gift from God. The 2022 midterm election is going to show us what we're in store for, perhaps. Because remember, this is the first post-pandemic election. It'll be interesting. We need to know who's going to be the Speaker of the House. What lies ahead for us as Americans? Well, we will soon see. But we are not harmed. Uh, We are not neutral victims. We are not people who have no say in the outcome of our future. If you really want to save America, please open your Bible and start reading it and start praying if you haven't been already and start sharing your faith and start serving God and you will serve your country and your fellow man. That is the most important thing you can do as an American citizen. You've been listening to Unity Without Compromise. This is Dr. Steve Latula. I'll see you on the other side of the election. Adieu.